Tim, my brother, we are checking back in on a show that I know you have been a significant backer of. We've done content on the Adam Carolla show in the past, and it's always fun to check back in, see what Adam Carolla's up to. I also like checking in with you, though, um, in particular, being that you're just been diehard from day one, been a you know big time supporter of Carolla, the guy's a pioneer, his brand of comedy, the work he's done on the show. Where are you at right now with sort of um, your listening routine with the Adam Carolla show, but also sort of like your appreciation? Has it waned at all? Has the show evolved in ways that you're still on board with? Let's start there, and then we'll dig into the most Karen episode that we're going to focus on, which is Dr. Drew Pinsky has COVID, and he joined Adam. They talked about that. We want to wish him well. We'll peel the onion and all that. But first off, just the general state of the show. Where are you at, man? Wow, that's interesting. That's the first question uh, that you asked me because uh, all, all my cards on the table, I mean, I was a daily Corolla listener. I mean, that's I wake up in the morning and my morning routine, Corolla would be the first one in my, in my feed. Um, and I got to admit, man, over the last like month, two months, almost like in Joe Rogan, we had discussed this on an earlier show. I've been less and less like I'm looking at the guests and they do the topic. And if it's something I know that I'm not going to be into, I, I won't download it. Like I, I've been kind of hit or miss with Corolla lately. Uh, so that that's where I've been. I can go into to why if, if you'd no, like. No, dude, uh, absolutely. So like where, you know, what's the driver behind that man? Get into it. So it's interesting. So every year he does like a state of the union show. It's like the first show of the next year, right? Because they usually take like a vacation on, on Christmas time, New Year's holidays. And so there'll be like a week or two week hiatus between show, you know, brand new recorded shows. And when he comes back, that's usually the first one back and he'll tell you what he did on his break. You know, sometimes they'll go to vacation in Hawaii. So it's always an awesome, a really cool show. Um, the one year, in fact, they fired the one news girl, Allison Rosen, uh, and that was like fat, you know, like a, almost like a very surprising uh, piece of news. But so he does his State of the Union this year, and he basically says, um, you know, I only have really one thought. I, I'm going to talk less about politics and Trump, and I'm going to talk less about COVID. And uh, we're just going to do shtick and, and bits now in 2021. And uh, I think that's what, you know, what I'm going to do. And I was like, wow, like that's even like worse, man. Like I was super disappointed that, that he's going that route. Interesting. So it's funny, dude. So as a non-avid listener, and by the way, I don't say that that I critique Carole. I just never was really that in tune to what he had going on there. I've always enjoyed him when he was on Stern, the man show. Like, so I, I, I get a kick out of him. But when I heard him make that comment about, hey, I'm going to be less politics, more back into bits and stuff. I would have thought maybe that would have been the realm that you would be stoked for him to be back on and that maybe you got burned out on him. Because from my outside view, he got way wrapped up in like, hey, no social, like I'm against the social justice warrior stuff. I'm again, and I'm not even debating whether his points and that stuff are right, wrong or indifferent. That just started to seem to consume him from me watching from afar. And I know you're even probably aligned with most, most of his stances, but even like 
I'll give you the Howard Stern show. Like the Howard Stern show evolved to a place where like, I just don't even recognize it anymore. I don't even remotely bother tuning in. God bless Howard. People can grow, change, do what he's entitled to do, whatever he wants with that platform. He's earned that right. It's just not for me anymore. Um, is there, uh, like an area he got to hyper focus on that lost interest with you or is it just in, in, like what what particular so here, here's the thing right and i i understand I, I see where you're going and that actually sort of makes sense but here's where the kind of disinterest in the show like so he's got this uh, the news girl um gina um, Grad? um gina grad yep. my goodness i couldn't uh, and, uh, and uh, the other co-host he's like a sound effects guy bald yep. brian and they they definitely lean left like uh even like gina is probably like hardcore uh progressive le left leaning and there's like a tension between you know and adam leans right of course yeah um and there's just like an awkward tension where you know he 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 seemed to fire allison rosen because um like the show didn't work because you know he has certain stances and she would get uncomfortable and not really like you know talk on the show when there was like an uncomfortable moment where there was like a disagreement where you would think it would be an interesting you know uh discussion happening and and i see that happening like even with with ball brian you know um he seems to to freeze up when when adam talks about something that they probably don't see eye to eye on and it makes it for like not like compelling radio you know podcast it makes it uncomfortable and weird and I, I get so all right let's be less political and let's let's make it less uncomfortable and let's let's alienate less people however like when adam carolla's like biggest like claim to fame it are his rants yeah you know, when yeah. he gets worked up and you know he goes on a rant that's some of the most compelling aspects of the show so you know i'm gonna if he's just gonna do like shticks that we all heard of a million times and and go on less of these rants like i could just feel that not being great great podcasting um i, I don't know if that makes sense but no, that's kind of does. what's going and, on in the in the mind here it, it does make sense and also i would potentially put it out there that if you're coming out and just saying this i'm not going to comment on like politics and stuff I don't know. It sounds like you're almost putting yourself in a box and you're not allowing just organic discussion to take place. And to me, like that show, like Rogan, like there, there always should be an open air for just organic debate and discussion. And it sounds like, I, I don't know, again, I don't listen to this show enough to have that much of a, a stance on it, but to pronounce that you're going to be doing this and returning to bits I, it, it's it's interesting like I, I i get what your take is it's funny i i would have thought maybe that would have um stoked some people out to kind of almost return to the roots of the show but you're mentioning maybe even the more critical part of the roots of the show and that was him just going on his rants right and, and here's the thing like um i i think adam you know certain people you're you're hit over the head in like um ma mainstream uh pop popular culture is a certain way and, and i i saw adam carolla kind of as like a contrarian like he always kind of had like a it was almost you know um 
uh, what, what's the word? I'm looking curmud curmudgeon in nature. Yeah. But that yeah. was the shtick. That that was the appeal. He's a guy that's complaining and kind of railing against popular culture a little bit. And I, I think that appealed to, you know, I, I guess his demographic. I, it's more that the, the co-host, um, Brian and Gina. It's it's not that like I was always I knew Gina Grad always, you know, was progressive and I'm fine with like that's totally fine. Uh from and I think all of his listeners, especially the people that sympathize with, with him politically, always enjoyed Gina and, and Brian. But now like there's like a tension there because I, I think they're afraid to like speak and have that conversation with Adam. Um I don't I don't know why they're afraid, but it's it's just like annoying. It's like Say if you're gonna disagree with Adam, speak up. I want to lean hear into it. it almost. Make yeah. that like they should lean into that and really it, have at it in a respectful way, but have at it. You know. But they come into it from like an awkward angle, like semi, like almost passive aggressive, uh, and it's really like off-putting. And I, I think it's more of that. Those two, <laughs> and that approach to the the show is really what's making it all off-putting to me. Um, and I, I think that's what it, what it boils down to for me. That's very interesting. All right, so that that was the first piece. I was just curious where you're at. So, dude, let's get into it. Um, today's episode, Dr. Drew has COVID. He came on and talked about his experience. And, dude, I, I got to say this. I thought his discussion and guidance on how people should be getting these infusions and how you don't don't go to the emergency room that you know do a telemedicine report with your doctor major almost all insurances cover these infusions and they're available to anyone and everyone and he talked about this protocol which is like an early and aggressive treatment protocol and he was just fit to the nines that this stuff isn't being talked about it's just a hyper focus on the number of cases and deaths but no one is out there beating the drum for the preventions that can keep you from ever entering into a hospital. And that's kind of been Rogan's um, thing too about the media coverage. Like why is no one talking about the, the lack of vitamin D and the vitamin D deficiency in a lot of the hospitalized patients with COVID and then how like vitamin D apparently is playing this critical role in people staving off. Like th- there's no talk about building up your immune system. And I think that's kind of some of the stuff Dr. Drew was hitting on. So what what were your thoughts on him getting COVID after kind of, he was, skeptic's not the right, how would you cage what his initial, he kind of had a hard initial stance and then I think he softened it a little bit. Am I right on that? Yeah. Back we, in the spring? We talked about this earlier. Yeah. So I, I feel like Adam is like totally like, I think it's like just way too far like, um, you know, I'm a tough guy. I'm, you know, if I get it, I get it. It's not, you know, uh, I, I don't care, and I'm gonna go about my business, which, you know, I don't, I don't agree with that that approach. Um, I, I think Dr. Drew was slightly different in the fact that he's like the media is trying to trying to scare everyone, and I'm, you know, I have more expertise than the panel on, you know, cable show du jour has, and they're like kind of taking this. Out of, out of proportion there needs to be a more level-headed reasoned you know approach and you know the people that should be having opinions and relaying information are medical people and their voices aren't being heard so i, I think that he was you know 
that in my opinion that's what he was trying to convey i don't know if it came out that way it, it may have came out that he was kind of like uh you know uh don't be all freaked out it's not as bad as you think and i don't think that's the right characterization um so when he gets it i think weighing on his mind that people had this perception that dr drew was almost like you mentioned like a skeptic and ha ha you know you got it that's that's what you get uh karma is a you know what and which leads us to david allen greer which apparently made some pretty uh rough tweets i think calling dr drew like clown of the year something that that's not an exact quote but paraphrasing something along those lines and they talked about it a little bit, and you and I did an episode specific to the David Allen Greer fallout because you did an awesome article about the top guests of the Adam Carolla show. That's on primalstreammedia.com. David Allen Greer, if I recall correctly, was one of those top guests. He was always uh, a big fixture with Adam Carolla, but he's clearly not into Adam Carolla or Dr. Drew these days. What were your thoughts about him uh, David Allen Greer, DAG, as they call him, being brought up in this discussion today. Yeah, well, so Adam, you know, takes him down memory lane. He's like, hey, man, uh, David Allen Greer's done this to you in the past where he just stopped talking to you and he had a beef and, like, you made the effort to smooth it out. And, you know, Dr. Drew, I think he was playing, like, um, you know, the mediator there, uh, just playing the good guy. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I, I would love to talk today. You know, I would love to find out what the problem is. But I, I think we all know what what the problem is i mean i think it's clear that you know adam carolla has been probably co-opted by more of the right-leaning contingency uh even call it like pro-trump uh almost contingency yep. and i think david allen greer wants you know uh to disassociate himself with adam carolla who's kind of tied to the hip with dr drew and I, I think that it's merely a political uh posturing uh, is is totally I, I think what what's clear to to me. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about it. So it was interesting that that got brought up in here. So, dude, what are uh, what are your thoughts and hopes for the the show heading into the year, man? Are you still going to casually check in on it, take a look at the feed, see who the guests are? Like, what's going to be your approach and your listenership with the Adam Carolla show this year? Yeah, so I, I honestly thought like. Uh, when I saw the State of the Union, the first thing that popped in my mind was when he fired Allison Rosen, the news girl. Yeah. And it was specifically for the problem that I was having. Like she would make things awkward. Uh, you could tell that she disagreed with Adam or, you know, and there was like just this tension there. Uh, and it was making for bad shows. And I'm seeing that with Brian and Gina currently. And I was like thinking, like, as soon as I'm down, like, he's going to replace Brian or he's going to replace Gina because, like, the past three months hasn't been working. Um, so, you know, I was I had that on my mind. I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily want to see them replaced. Um, I don't even necessarily want to see, you know, Adam uh, talk or not talk about politics. I just want, you know, I like Adam's opinions. I think, you know, especially when he has like a contrarian opinion, it's like a viewpoint that's not being told out there in the mainstream. I just want more of that. I want more of the the kind of, you know, observations that I haven't seen, you know, whether they might be curmudgeon or not. Uh, that's what makes me tune into Adam Carolla for his like kind of unique takes on things in the pop culture. So that's what I hope he continues that he does uh, in the future here. 
Okay, man. So my parting shot here, Tim, is that for anyone I really think should check out um, Dr. Drew talking about his experience with COVID and in particular, these protocols he talks about, which he was just um, in, insistent that people be aware of um, because there's a lot of people out there that might just immediately go to an emergency room instead of potentially looking at these options that will keep you out of an emergency room. So, and I think I heard Adam saying that they were going to link all the stuff that Drew was talking about in the show notes for their show. So check out that episode. It was Dr. Drew on the Adam Carolla show. It was uh, published uh, today when we're recording this. It was uh, Tuesday, January the 5th. Just even that piece alone, I think is some pretty interesting listening and to hear in detail some of the cognitive stuff he's been going through yeah i mean have you heard that anywhere else like you know dr drew's talking about the third like they the, the therapeutics have come like leaps and bounds since march and april man like um you know and i know and and i, I think to adam and drew's point like they even like kind of crapped all over hydroxychloroquine and there was no like scientific basis for them to poo-poo that medication, other than only because Trump was promoting it, which yeah. seems kind of weird. I mean, it's been, um, uh, as for 60 years, it's a malaria drug that's like been generic and the, the patent has been expired for 30. Uh, like people, they sell it over the counter in like Africa and in South America because it prevents malaria. It's one of the only drugs that you can take while you're pregnant. Like you can't even eat tuna fish while you're you, while you're pregnant wow, and wow, yeah. for mainstream media to come out and say don't take this drugs it's dangerous you're gonna die i i, I just found that bizarre and, and i think that's kind of the the points that adam and drew are hitting home like hey you know do your own research listen to your doctor uh there's merit medications and therapeutics um like you said not going to the emergency room get the process you know, let's focus on reality. Let's not focus on like the fear and and lockdowns. Let's let's focus on solutions, not like panic. I, I think that was kind of the point. Yeah, and I think, um, and I I back that stance and that messaging. I do. I think where I get off board is, and you talked about this. Adam like mocks it and he mocks people's reaction to it. And listen, dude, you can be like the tough guy all you want, but if someone's just afraid and they're reacting, like that's okay. This is a wacky world we're in right now. People are like, let's not mock people for reacting. Now, if you want to mock like a governor for saying like, okay, that he's a public figure, you feel he's overreaching, like that's fine. But I know like some of his tweets and i know it's i know he's trying to be funny but i just feel like there's some like he's he'll mock like the death toll in california that to me is like a bridge too far that kind of stuff but today's conversation like even the stuff you're talking about with um hair salons shouldn't be closed down because it's driving all these women who are hell-bent on getting their hair colored into people's garages into unsafe unregulated and i thought that was an interesting point i hadn't thought so like I, all that stuff, when he brings up stuff like that, I think is it's fair. It's an opinion I wouldn't have thought of, and I welcome that. He just, and I know he might say, dude, I'm just trying to be a comedian, like lighten up. But I don't know. Like, there's just right. a certain area I think it gets a bit too much. But none of the discussion they had around it today, I thought, I thought it was all very fair and, and kind of common sense discussion. Right. I mean, unfortunately, I think where we're at, it's like hyperbole, like is counteract 
the hyperbole on the other side, you know? Yeah. And that's, I mean, unfortunately, we've been talking about that for a while. That's where we're at. And it's unfortunate, you know, that you have to be so extremely hyperbolically cynical and obnoxious. Um, and it's just unfortunate. That's where, you know, hopefully that, that kind of changes in 2021, man. Yeah, no doubt, man. So listen, I thought it was an interesting discussion with Drew and Adam today good for people to check in on that and really hear what dr drew was talking about spreading some awareness about some options for you out there to stay out of the hospital um if you suspect you have covid so tim that was a fun discussion man i think you know every now and then just like we do a rogan we'll check back in on corolla because i know that's a, a big show and a show you've had roots with for a while man um anything just in general before we wrap here brother no man i'm, I'm digging how we're starting off 2021 man so uh I'm, I'm digging it, man. Heck yeah, man. Well, I'm already looking forward to the next one. Till then, my brother. All right. See you. We are a dude and a bro podcast show. We are entrenched in podcasts. We want to do for the world of podcasting what Siskel and Ebert did for movies back in the day. So we love doing reviews of our favorite podcasts. We love suggesting new shows to all the fine folks out there in the world. And then Tim and I love debating topics from the latest and greatest episodes of our favorite podcast shows. Hey guys, you would do us a huge favor if you could head over to podchaser.com. Podchaser is your one-stop shop for all things related to podcasts and your favorite podcast shows. Search a dude and a bro podcast show and then leave us a review. If you could take a moment to drop a few lines about what it is you enjoy about a dude and a bro podcast show over on the Podchaser site, we'd be eternally grateful for your support. Thanks so much, guys.